down yonder sometime I'm living with the law Sometime bound for glory Sometime we're gonna see it all Yeah, on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots here We're interviewed with uh, Lark and Poe Great uh, new blues and uh, roots act out of the US of A I'm gonna wrap that jack Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get your fill Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get well, your fill Yeah, Doc had a chance to sometime speak with Rebecca about their uh, tour in uh, around Easter time uh, in uh, 2019 in Australia Coming out to uh, Byron Bay and some other things on the side I'm gonna build that stack Sometime until my honey come back Sometime I'm gonna wrap that jack Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get your pill Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get your pill Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get your pill Sometime no time wasting Sometime I come and get your pill so hi to uh, Rebecca from uh, Mark and Poe on Solid Dog Blues and Roots. Really great to have you with us. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. That's great. So you've been doing a lot of interviews um, for uh, your tour out to Australia next year. So um, tell me, is it your first time uh, coming to Australia? It is going to be our first time in Australia next spring. And we are so excited. We cannot wait to come to Byron Blues and also play a few side shows. It's going to be an absolute dream come true. Yeah, that's a, that's for sure. Well, be a dream uh, down here because a lot of people are loving your music and uh, waiting to see you down here. <laughs> well, we've been looking on social media and we do have, it seems, a strong support system from, from y'all down under and, and we appreciate it so much and cannot wait to come say hello. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be great. But, but tell me... Um, I mean, uh, Solly Dog Blues and Roots is a Blues and Roots show, and I think you started off almost as a folk duo. Is that correct? We've been a lot of things in our day. Um, both Megan and myself, we were actually raised playing classical violin and piano as little kids. Wow. And then we got into blues, roots Americana music in our teens, and we toured for a few years as a band with our big sister called the Level Sisters, and we were an all-American string band. Yep. And then in the last 10 years since we started Larkin Poe, we've definitely delved a lot deeper into, you know, roots American music of the South, specifically the Delta Blues. And we really feel that we've come into our own finally after so many years of exploration. Yeah. Wow. Um, T-Bone Burnett had something to do with that too. <laughs> we have a good friend in, in T-Bone Burnett. He's called us... Um, to come take part in some really legendary sessions. He asked us to come perform on Steven Tyler's country album, I guess, last year, and that was a blast. And we also got to, to get in and on the new Basement Tapes record, which was released, and it's an amazing project. And also, he thought of us and asked us to come be a part of the backing band for the Tom Petty event last year that Music Cares put on. So he has certainly been an instrumental force in, in shaping our, our musical growth over the years and just allowing us to, to make music with some really huge legends. Yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. I mean, some, some big names in, in, uh, in what you just said there, but probably even bigger ones going back. I mean, you've been doing um, Sun House and um, Alan Wolf and all sorts of other things that I've seen uh, on YouTube and elsewhere. 
Um, what was the uh, what what sparked your interest going back to that early blues? I mean, growing up and listening to bands like the Almond Brothers. I mean, you listen to the way that Dwayne Almond plays Slide, and he is hearkening directly back to the music of the Delta, to traditional blues. And so it was only natural that we would eventually, I think, dig deeper into that tradition. And it really took root. I mean, as a singer, um, Howlin' Wolf and Sun House and Skip James, these are the guys that I try to emulate when I'm singing. And it's yeah. really, I think, when Megan and I feel most free. So, so honestly, trying to work up covers of these guys and then posting them to YouTube, that was really just a learning tool for us. You know, really just trying to hone our craft and, and become more comfortable in the tradition of the blues. And, and we just feel so fortunate that people have really loved the videos that we've posted and, and have, I mean, just kind of taken the torch and run with it. We, we feel sort of surprised, but also very thankful. Well, yeah, it's certainly. Yeah, the dog here talking with uh, Rebecca from Larkin Poe, and um, let's do a couple of tracks off their new album, Venom and Faith. Uh, this one, Mississippi. here on Sundays in Melbourne and um, a fellow came up to me and said, I heard you were going to interview Larkin Poe. Oh, I love them, they're fantastic. So it certainly um, sparked a lot of interest and probably to a new young audience too. Very much so. Well, first off, kudos to your wife and, and we thank her for having <laughs> hipped you to us as well. And and it is, I think it, it is a wonderful conduit for a lot of younger people to get involved in the blues as well. I mean, the fact that we are fairly young and we are trying to, you know, not necessarily replicate the past, but, but put a fresh spin on the blues, you know, and be authentic in the way that we present this tradition to a new, a new audience, especially given that we're, we're women fronting the blues band, because there were yeah. so many great and legendary female blues artists, but not as many as you would think, and certainly not as many today. So yeah. it is a, a really cool way, I think, to you know, to, to take part in the story of the blues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, it's a, it's a never-ending story, um, which is a, a good thing to know. Uh, tell me, on another matter, your, your name, Larkin Poe, that goes back to Edgar Allan Poe, is that correct? That's correct. So Larkin Poe was actually the name of our great-great-great-great-grandfather. His name was Larkin Haskew Poe. And since Megan and I are sisters, we wanted to pick a band name that had some family significance. Yeah. And in our teens, we actually found out that our family is related to Edgar Allan Poe, the amazing poet. 
And we had grown up reading all of his work but had no clue that we were actually connected until a family genealogist sort of mapped it out. And, you know, up the family tree, you can see, you know, there were some Poes in Virginia and Pennsylvania and they split off and, and our folks landed down in Alabama and Tennessee. And, and for us, that was just such a neat connection, especially given that we do try to summon up that more southern gothic approach with our lyrics and it just felt very magical to us so we we had to take his name <laughs> yeah and, and you've inherited his uh, lyricism too i guess <laughs> well not so much but we we work <laughs> we work and we try <laughs> okay okay yeah look i, I think i always remember from my youth uh ed gallon poe was referenced in a beatles song um called eye on the walrus which was um Pretty significant for me in my formative years. <laughs> um, but the, Absolutely. His name gets around. So, so with your writing, um, you do covers obviously of that, of that early material and you have a broad thing, but when you're writing new material of your own, I think the new one is um, uh, Beach Blonde Bottle Blues. Is that, that a uh, track? <laughs> that, that's, that's right. Yeah, I end up doing the majority of the writing for the band and, and Bleach Blonde, the release date. And so we were already in the studio here in Nashville working on that record. And uh, I woke up one day and I knew that we wanted to have a song with some attitude and, and I was sat on with one of my really old arch top guitars and just kind of messed around with a riff yeah. and, and kind of scraped some words together and I, and I wanted it to try and feel a little Tom Waitsy like in the rhythmic yep. approach of the lyrics yep. and it just tumbled out and, and I feel so thankful that it joined the party in time to, to get onto the record. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, that, that new record is called The Venom and, Venom and Faith, is that right? That's right, Venom and Faith. won't be released until November from going to what I could find out. Um, tell me, um, why is it called Venom and Faith? Venom and Faith is actually... Bleach, blah, bottle, blues, baby, yeah, well, uh, we'll just hear about why it's called Venom and Faith in a minute. Here's that track, uh, Beach Blonde, Bottle Blues. Rock and Poe on the dog. another song on the album and that song is called Honey Honey and the, the lyric that, that we pulled Venom and Faith from to me it sort of conjures up this picture of 
the dichotomy of the American South. Because I am, you know, as a 21st century lady making blues in the South and having grown up singing in the church and at the same time, you know, living a touring life. There's a lot of um, conflict that I think exists in a lot of people's lives all around the world. But I think being a Southerner, I really feel it here. In that, you know, we all go to church and yet we're all, we're all, you know, drawn to sinful things and, and to me that sort of, that tension that exists within everyone, um, to me I wanted to address that a little bit with some of the lyrics of, of this album, specifically since Megan and myself coming into our late 20s, there's a lot of self-discovery as individuals that I feel is going on. A lot of self-acceptance and trying to, you know, to truly unearth what it is to be ourselves and to be in Larkin Poe. And so to me, the idea of, you know, snake handlers in churches in the South, it's such a strange concept and such a leap of faith in a really weird and twisted way. And, and that somehow resonated to me in the making of this album. So we, that's a very, very long-winded answer, but that's kind of where it came from. No, I, well, I, I could understand that. I mean, it reminds me of that um, Dylan line who was fighting the enemy within. So, yeah, <laughs> a con- constant... <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, Venom, I haven't heard that. I've only heard that one track, the Beach Bottle. Um, uh, I'm, I'm too many bees in that one. I'm getting confused. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I, uh, if, yeah, I, I put it on my show last week, and um, I'm just trying to think, hang on, hang on, can I say that correctly? So, so influences, you've got a very broad range of influences. You're mentioning churches, singing choirs, a folk who've gone into sort of rootsy blues things. Do you have a preference? Um, where do you think it'll take you? I think that's the beauty of being an artist in today's era in that, you know, there's so much genre blending that's going on nowadays that luckily we don't have to limit ourselves. And Megan and myself, we were very fortunate to make a good friend in Elvis Costello, um, mm-hmm. the legendary Elvis Costello, and toying with him for many years as part of his backup band and just becoming, you know, friends over the years. And he gave us a piece of advice that I that I have really held close to my heart and my soul. And it was, you know, definitely defy anyone who tries to put you in a genre box because that's not why you make art. You don't make art to put it into a box. You yeah. make art to try and and elucidate truths or stretch your audience's comfort zone or to, you know, to entertain. Like, the whole goal is to make something new and something fresh and something that feels relevant to us as artists. So I don't know what kind of records we'll be making in 15, 20 years. You know, I feel lucky to have so many cool platforms to pull from. But this yeah. record that we've made now, it, it really feels right and it, and it really feels authentic to what Megan and I are trying to do. So I, I feel like it's the right thing. <laughs> yeah. Look, I've seen, because um, I haven't seen you in Australia, uh, obviously, um, I've seen you as a duo, um, doing the bedroom duos and um, a few others, but I also see you with a band. So will you be coming to um, touring Australia with a band or just the two of you? Or? We love hitting the road with a band. Typically, we tour whenever possible as um, a four-piece. So it'll be me, and I sing all the lead vocals, and I play lead guitar. And then my sister, Megan, and she sings harmonies, and she plays the lap steel, slide guitar. And then we'll travel with a really great bass player. His name is Tarka Lehman, and he's from Florida. And then we'll have a drummer called Kevin McGowan, and he's from New York State. So it'll be the four-piece. 
Oh, great. Because I saw that you sort of rock out a lot more on the, with that four-piece happening. Yeah, you're on the uh, Solid Dog Blues and Roots uh, interviews uh, podcast, and we're talking with uh, Rebecca from Lark and Poe, and uh, here's a track from uh, their album Peach called Black Betty. on tour more than we have not this year. We thought that this year was going to be fairly chill, but we actually were offered um, a slot in Keith Urban's show. He is out on the road right now supporting his new record. It's the Graffiti U World Tour. And actually through just a, a random connection, Russell Crowe, you know, uh-huh. one of your best, Gladiator, we love him. Um, yeah. He became a fan of our music on social media, and so he he turned around and and told Nicole Kidman and, and Keith Urban about our music, and so Keith gave us a call and asked if we'd be featured guests in his show on this tour. And so that tour has taken us all across the U.S. for the past two months, all across Canada, and in between we've been playing Larkin Poe shows as well. So honestly, we've hit just about all 50 states in the last two months and wow. just this weekend we were in Arkansas and then we, we caught a red-eye flight out to Los Angeles and then we caught another red-eye flight back and played in Memphis so we've been hitting it pretty hard. <laughs> oh for sure, well, a bit of Australian connection there and a bit of New Zealand with Russell Crowe too. <laughs> Absolutely. So, and uh, Keith Urban, yeah, well he went to uh, Nashville early didn't he? Um, or to LA when he went originally and sort of um, formed his career in America rather than Australia, which is interesting and it was very successful for us. But you moved to Nashville recently too, didn't you? We have moved to Nashville and I think it's, it's been a really good move for us. I mean, especially given that we grew up playing bluegrass music. There's, there's so much work to be done here musically in town and it's a very inspiring place to live. And, you know, we will always be Georgia Peaches. We were we were actually born in Tennessee, but we were yeah. raised in Georgia, and we definitely identify as, as Atlanta being our hometown. But we really enjoyed living here in Nashville. Right. Yeah, well, a lot of people seem to uh, gravitate there for, for, those, for those reasons. Um, 
when you're coming to Australia, you're going to do Blues Fest and you're doing a, a, a show in Sydney and also Melbourne. That's correct? That's correct. And there'll be full band shows. Full band shows. We're going we're gonna to rock as hard as we can. Yeah, well, that'll be great. Well, a lot of people will be coming along. I'm pretty sure about that. And um, you'll have a great time. And if you haven't been, obviously, the Blues Fest is one of the biggest festivals in the Southern Hemisphere, if not the world. It seems to win lots of awards, too. But they, over about five days, give it 100,000 people there. So it's not small. No, we are extremely excited to come and be a part of the festival. The lineup is just insane and it's going to be such a good time yeah no Peter Noble always does a good festival and um, I think I was there a few years back and had B.B. King and Bob Dylan on the same bill but that wasn't that was before we passed on but um, it's been wow that's so cool been doing some marvellous things it would be great to have uh, Lark and Poe there this year and also obviously people in Melbourne Sydney and um, Australia's a bigger place but I guess you that's a good start because um there's a lot of other places to play as well in, in, uh, around Australia, but they're the biggest cities for sure. So, um, well, look, thanks for giving us some time, Rebecca. Really appreciate it. And um, Well, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. No problem. And uh, hopefully we can uh, catch you uh, when you're down under uh, next year. Um, at, uh, Please do, and you better bring your wife so we can shake her hand. <laughs> so, uh, she's the... Uh, She's the uh, one who discovered you on YouTube. But it sounds like YouTube's been pretty good for you with Russell Crowe catching it as well. YouTube has been good to Larkin Pro. You know what? You take your shot where you can get them. <laughs> Why not? That was a good thing. Look, I really appreciate it, Rebecca. I wish you well uh, between now and then. And we're certainly looking forward to uh, hearing your great music down here um, in the land of Oz, as we call it. Well, we can't wait to come. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Rebecca of Larkin Poe, and you're listening to Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Yeah, on the dog, we've been talking with uh, Rebecca from Larkin Poe uh, about their trip uh, out to Oz, the Blues Fest. In uh, Easter 2019, and a uh, few uh, side shows as well, Melbourne, Sydney. Get on to them, uh, Tone Hounds. Uh, you're gonna love it. I'm gonna preach these blues. I'm gonna pick my seat and sit down. I'm gonna preach these blues. I'm gonna pick my seat and sit down. Took off down the road Grabbed up my suitcase And took off down the road 